Welcome to the Queen Divas, Queens of Fitness podcast. Join your hosts, three-time WBFF world champions and WBFF royalty, Alicia Gowans and Stephanie Ayala McHugh, as we explore all things female health, training, competing, mindset, and living the fitness life every day. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 10 of the Queen Divas podcast. We are super excited to discuss today's topic, leading on from last week's reverse dieting segment, because I believe that for several of you that have just come off stage, you know, this is a great point of reference for you to look at where to from here. For everyone about to get on stage, you should have reverse plans earmarked for later reference, but you should now be considering everything we're about to say regarding how to conduct oneself and how to accept defeat or, you know, a win on stage and then how to take constructive feedback, seek it, judges commentary, if you are lucky enough to get that and make it work for you post. Um, so I think without further ado, actually, what are you grateful for this week, Steph? And what are you focusing on next week? And um, I know yours it, is not a reverse it, diet, so. It, no, it's not. Actually, no, we're going into prep, right? So we are 16 weeks out from Worlds and, you know, it's really getting a little exciting, right? You know how it goes yeah. with just getting all your things lined up and making sure, you know, everything is, all your ducks in a row and your energy and, you know, everything just starts getting, getting a little more exciting just with the fact that sleep starts getting a little bit more, you know, obviously it's not that it lacks, it's just like you're anxious. Like, so yeah. it's like you're, you're putting a lot more on your plate right so I think because of that I've just been back to back to back to back to back and I honestly enjoy that though I don't get to extra and uh there's no over obsessing over certain little things and sweating the small stuff so I've been feeling really blessed you know just feeling really good uh the show had me in such a good space you know being able to see the event going back on it got me all like amped up well we were able to be on stage I saw you on stage too when I watched the Australia (laughs) shows so it just I don't know it invigorates that passion again and I think anyone listening to this if you're a competitor you need to have that passion when you go on stage you need to have you know obviously that euphoric feeling of a lot of clients always tell me I went black I just blacked out like I don't know what happened on (laughs) yeah that means you had fun you know like that means that you fucking had a blast you know so uh no it's it it was one of those things that it just kind of reminded me you know it's it's all about energy it's about focusing you know not on the negatives it's about focusing on the positives so for me it's just been counting blessings getting everything lined up for prep uh feeling good had the team smash it on stage so now reverse dieting is the priority for the whole team you know there is some that are going into another show some are doing you know obviously world so finding a strategy to get them to maintenance and go back into a deficit or those that are actually doing a back-to-back show they're just going to be showing improvements because they didn't really hit a a low low point you know which is good for some of those competitors you know uh just going to show improvements to the next show but for next week like i said it's just more more about the team really trying to get like the dallas show starting to get up like we are so close with the dallas show now uh and we do host the the dallas show it's July 17th. So it's going to be, yeah, here in Dallas, Texas. And it's going it, to, we've got a really awesome, and I mean, an awesome venue and a really great excitement for the show. We've had a lot of, you know, people just reach so out. The new venue, not the same one as you. Oh, no, same venue. You've been to it. You've been yeah, to it. Yeah, it's awesome. I love venue. it. So I'm like, really? You can get a better one than that? <laughs> 
Oh, no, that's, I, I just that love that venue. Yeah, I love yeah. that venue. It's such a cute theater. You know, it it's is. a very- it's a, it's the it's the it's the theater vibe. It's got like a really a, just a beautiful space. I think it's got a really yeah. great vibe, good energy in it, and it's it feels a little bit like productiony. You know what I mean? That's exactly what it is. I mean, yeah. It has the red velvet yeah, curtains, it and it has like the whole. It's just yeah. a, such a nice venue. So I feel like I should be throwing roses on the stage when people exactly. finish their performance. You know what I mean? Like an opera. Yeah. Because honestly, guys, yes. the, the venue, the theater is made for like opera shows and yeah, stuff. Awesome. So it gives oh, you that kind of vibe. Elvis is outside of the theater. Like, yeah, like that says enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's actually been what's consuming um, myself, you know, the team. We've got prepping for Dallas, prepping for Worlds, uh, getting the show lined up uh, that we host here locally. So, yeah, it's just been a lot of WBFF stuff. So, yeah. awesome topic for today uh, that we're going to be talking about judging criteria as well as, you know, getting feedback and, mm-hmm. and also improving from show to show because yeah. this is yeah. exactly what we just talked well, about. I'll tell you what, that's pretty similar to ours, our week, yeah. our focus at the moment. And look, we're very excited because we've just opened up the New Zealand, Australia travel bubble. Oh, so nice. Where I'm just setting up now um, the trip that we will do to New Zealand to see because we've got a really large New Zealand team. When um, is the New Zealand show? Do, it is, look, to be confirmed. There's this potential change oh, okay. happening. I don't want to release anything until the boys have. Is there a month? Normally, but there'll be a, a change in, I think, month. Oh, okay. Stuff. So, okay. But I will wait for them to announce everything before I go and take the cat out of the because I think they're still working on some of the fine, you know, finer dates on it. Okay. But I'll be traveling over there, running a big workshop for the, you know, broader public, nice. but then also running some stuff with my team. Like I said, we've got a really great team over there. So, I'm excited to do that. I'm excited. I always love the New Zealand energy. I love the New Zealand environment. I love the country. I love my friends, my pro friends there that I can't wait to see. Which We've been separated by the ditch now for like nearly two years. So I'm like, (laughs) it's going to be Dan's birthday. So I think we'll probably end up in Queenstown doing something for his birthday either side of this, which will be lovely. But I can't wait to see everyone. So we're going to be doing that. I'm also now kicking off my WBFF workshops and road road show tours again. So we'll be doing one in Perth. We'll be setting one up... um, down south as well so all of my dates um all of the posing all of the workshops and all of my seminars will be released you know in the coming couple of months uh working on a couple of new ebooks and we have a big announcement that will be coming soon on some very cool stuff with a brand new app and product launch that we've got going on so we've been super busy predominantly all wbff we've just locked in all of our stuff for the sydney um show photographers and a whole bunch of team things we're doing and I'm pumped for that um so I'm just super I'm super excited and I'm hoping that you know by Sydney I don't need to be coordinating any gowns that are special (laughs) I'm walking on could please tell me that you couldn't tell that I was a big swollen Oh, look, Ali. I felt so I've seen, I've seen you so many times for me to know that you already had something like, and I knew you came out of surgery too. So there was no question in my head that you were probably just feeling, you know, not oh yourself. No, you know, but no, I, I completely understand. Like, and for those of you that didn't listen to the last episode, please go back and listen. To the first, <laughs> the first guiding episode it was <laughs> such a good one. So yeah, uh, cover and, you know, touch on making sure you reverse post show, uh, you know, having that exit strategy plan. And we're actually going to touch a little, you know, a little bit on it on today's episode. Yeah, absolutely. 
actually have exit plan. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, look, my focus for the coming week is I'm finishing off, um, as you all know, I started my postgrad in performance nutrition, going to do my master's and some research. Um, so I need to finish this module in this uh, semester that I'm in off. <laughs> so I'm like head down, bum up in that. And, um, and I'm also finishing off another course I've been doing in women's health. So that's pretty cool. And I'm, I'm excited to finish both of those things. But that's kind of been where, where we're at. We've been very entrenched in business and it's really good. I'm loving it. I'm very blessed and very grateful every freaking day for the fact that I get to do this and I get to do what I love and I work with amazing people. We've got an amazing team. Um, so, so that's kind of been us. But I tell you what, with all of the focus on these shows and these stages and having come off the back end of witnessing um, the aftermath actually of, of the show just passed here physically on the ground, it's very interesting because we had a lot of first timers and a lot of brand new to the WBFF individuals, which I love. Um, I love seeing new faces. I think it's fresh and I think it's not, I, I, I'm always proud of the people that keep coming back, which is great, but I really love seeing fresh faces too. The only interesting thing was that we did have quite a large constituent of people coming across from the IFBB, which is great because they bring great physiques. And I always love seeing, you know, their, their very quality. unique quality. Yeah, quality. Of being yeah. That's right. The only downside is sometimes with that, they're not aware of what the WBFF is, not fully. They're not aware of our sportsmanship. They're not aware of our grace. They're not aware of uh, the the vibe backstage yeah. to be camaraderie. Yes, yeah. that's right. So they don't they don't talk to anyone. I'm like, no, girls. You know, I always tell them, like, if you see someone backstage that's not talking to anyone, go up and force them in a conversation. Because the sooner you can break them into this is what we're about in the WBFF, the better. Because I don't want to ever see an athlete not do the best they could, you know, genetically potential is capable of purely because they just don't come from the vibe we're cut from. Right. And I see it all the time. So I really feel for them and it's not always their fault. It's just what they've yeah. known. And sometimes it's not their fault because they just might not have a very nice coach. Like right. it, really exactly. That was going to say, like actually coaches. stem from learning yeah. that right. though, because 100%. in those circuits, they're, they're treated that way right. and they think that that's the only way to act back. So yeah, I've got experience. Yeah, you, Some you, that they're not trying to be mean, like they're just, no, but they're yeah. mean because that that's the only thing they know because that's how they've been treated and they just put on their headphones and they'll go sit in a corner, yeah. you know? And, so and my, my take home to anyone listening to this where you've, and I, like I prep girls for the IFBB, so, but I still, I still make them talk to everyone. So <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it. I'm like, I just want you to be a good human everywhere you go yeah. so that then you don't fall in any bad habits either. And I also, I want them to have a good time. I want them have to a good time. It's experience. I want them to make friends. I don't yeah. want them to just sit on their own with their headphones in and think they've got to be really antisocial in order to win. Like, like you don't need to do that. So, okay, my take home point on this, anyone that's listening to this, we're definitely by no means bashing the IFBB. I've never done that in my life. I actually quite like it. It has its place. And I love the physiques yeah. that come to the WBFF from them. All I'm saying is yeah. the vibe, bring a different vibe because the vibe where we are is very different. And the biggest thing is don't come with expectation because you'll never know how it's going to roll on the day. You never know who's going to turn up. I don't care. Even if you come from a stage where you got second place last time, don't walk on the stage this time expecting a win because you don't no. know who else is going to be standing beside you. It is impossible exactly. to take that attitude. You've got to go to chase the win for you to be better than you were yesterday. Yes, but don't go on there with that expectation. The second thing is don't be antisocial 
and don't be like only focused on your coach. Be talking to everyone. Absolutely everyone. It's super. The less self-centered. Yeah, exactly. The less self the less self-centered you are, yeah, the, the more you are abundant. Me. Yes, the most abundance of energy, the most contagious energy you have. And guess what? Your grading is with some of the criteria within WBFF is your presence. Yeah. What's energy? It's presence. So you also have to elude some happy energy. And if you were sitting in a corner, do you really think you're gonna be able to get yourself hyped? I don't care what you're listening to. It's still, you're not going to get yourself hyped as much as you actually talking and dancing and, you know, communicating with people, you know, and actually having a good time, maybe a good conversation that took you away from that anxious feeling that you're about to go on stage, you know? So I completely agree with you hundred percent. And you also never know where you're going to be like four years from now either. Like, you know, Steph and I are best mates at each other's weddings. I've been to her, she'll be at mine. And the reality is that happened because we, connected backstage over freaking lollies and then we're dancing and carrying on and taking photos of each other like and for each other and then we're on stage competing against one another that's how it rolls that is how it rolls that's how you need to be couldn't get any better than that we were literally in the lineup and we were competing against each other you know and we were just having the time of our lives in the lineup dancing eating each other's chocolates like fixing each other's suits and that's exactly what the wbff is about and it's literally having sisterhood and i think that's the biggest take home i've ever had within this federation is I've built a family within this federation worldwide, not just here in the US. Like I've got you across Australia. I've got some Europeans. I've got some Brazilians. I've got some Colombians. Like, I mean, God, it's crazy how this network of just like-minded individuals come and we all really have the same passion. And that does touch like IPB competitors. They're they're competitors. They're like-minded, but coming from a different brand, uh, they're only going to respect, you know, those that they know. If they don't know you, they're going to just kind of, you know, walk right by you, you know, and not saying every, I'm not saying this is about every, you know, professional IFBB competitor. That's not the case. I've met some pretty damn sweet ones, you know, so it's just, you know, that's why I say I've never had any issues with it. I think it's lovely. Like I've been the backstage helper for two of my friends that are quite prolific pros now, now, right. When they had their pro win. So I love that for them. And they're really happy for me to be the pro and at the top of my game in my sport, right. In my brand. And I think that's the way it should be. But the thing that's in common with us and the reason we're friends is because they're not assholes. They're just really exactly (laughs) backstage on stage everywhere. They're really lovely people. Right. So I don't care where you've come from. Always remember where you're going to. Don't dress for where mm-hmm. you've been. Dress for where you're going. That's attitude, mm-hmm. energy, mindset, and good one. Love literal it. dress, right? Dress for where you're going. So yeah. for me, I'm like, start to really learn what it's like to be a pro at this level. Because if you expect to be one, you better act like one, right? And that is both on the stage and off the stage. Now, we're going to preface that because everyone, obviously, trying to compete wants to go pro one day, let alone a champion pro. So there are a few keys to this. And I think the number one thing is recognize exactly what we just said. Recognize where you're at. Recognize who's around you. You can accept compliments from someone other than your coach, and it doesn't mean they're out to poach you, get you, or steer you in the wrong direction. That's the way the WBFF is. It's yeah. not unlike me. And I know I've watched you do it too, Steph, to walk up to someone and be like, girl, you were great. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I loved you on stage. And I did this on the weekend. I was like, you know what? Stop forgetting to smile. Like everything right. about you, you know, 
Not my clients. I was I yelling at people that were in my clients. No, Girl, move. <laughs> and, and, and the other thing is too, like I've been known to do that with my competitors on stage against me where I'm like, oh my God, girlfriend, like seriously, you know, this looks amazing. Hey, have you got this or this or this jewelry with you? You should put that with that. That'll look even better. And here I am helping a girl that's potentially going to be taking something off me like it's yeah. nothing. But you know what? That's what we do. So don't steer shy of giving someone a compliment or having an engaging conversation with someone where you might actually make them feel good about themselves or you might you know, correct something if, they're, if something you can see on their suit is falling off or not sitting well. Fix Amy- it. Um, take a compliment by someone else don't automatically get your defenses up or think she's out to get you or someone's trying to beat you we're not like that here little do you know they'll become probably your bestie honestly (laughs) (laughs) so i think that's the number one thing and the reason i say that is because that energy translates on stage so if you if you are doing all of these things and you're quite shut off defensive walls up being just I don't even know unapproachable sometimes it's just it's just unapproachable but at the same time you're in your head if you really think yeah, of it, you're overthinking it. you're in your head you think everyone's out to attack you everyone's yeah. out to freaking try to beat you and yeah essentially yeah. You're, as a computer yeah, well, everyone's trying to beat each everyone's other trying to beat their best right. Self, right like it's not necessarily hey Steph you know what I think you look good so therefore I don't like you and I'm gonna right. you. yes correct yeah <laughs> I'm going on stage to annihilate you like right like I hate you now you look too good like you can't just <laughs> not like someone because they look or have something oh. you have that you don't have and yeah, I see that happen that. too often yeah. right like yeah. there's jealousy and so some yeah. people it's just an inner demon they have to fight and just yeah. steer away and it <laughs> will lead into if you are behaving in that way and not with abundance and not with love and not with peace and not with a space of just, I'm just so freaking happy to be here type puppy playfulness. What you will find is any outcome that isn't exactly as you think it should be in your fairy tale delusion in your head is going to make you bitter, angry, resentful. The first thing you say is, oh, it's politics. It's always politics, isn't it? <laughs> It's oh, literally you know, yeah. she she has blue tick like, so oh my god of course she won no maybe it just had to do with the fact she looked better I mean and, and that's a hard what about those that don't see themselves in the way they actually look though like sometimes you may think and, and this again everyone has their own image of their own selves you may think you're freaking way better banging <laughs> however you're a better tighter glutes than the girl next to you but that's a so, okay we're in a subjective sport in, in exactly yeah. if you are thinking <laughs> you look better than her and five judges said otherwise do you really think your thought in the way you looked at yourself was actually the criteria that they were looking for not saying you don't look fucking good saying that that girl probably looked fucking good too okay so, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. like stop saying she doesn't so yeah first thing and, and the reason i preface that is because i think energy attitude and mindset is going to preface your ability to seek and adopt and implement constructive feedback right so We've started the podcast because I want everyone to really understand that it's not just about taking an an objective or subjective commentary and then working with it. It's understanding that you need to be open and receptive to it first. And you also need to be the kind of person that is happy for your peers' successes as much as you are hungry for your own. Because then people won't 
hate you. <laughs> like it's not factual. And it, that, that, yes, that expectation that, yeah. can 100% supersede you. And it can actually have someone that's viewing you have a bias because it can, right? So going into better. that though, because some people it's your community telling you you're better, right? Like yeah. you should have won, you should have done this, you should have done this, you looked better than that girl. Like, I mean, okay, it's lovely support, but it needs to be right. objective too. But it is an objective sport. And another thing is that they don't know the criteria. Like, so yeah. many people just look at, they look better. Okay, well, there's also the girl probably walked like a horse, okay? Or she probably <laughs> walked out there like a little giraffe. You know what I mean? Like, and she had no rhythm. Like, so uh, yeah. if that's the case, like in yeah. the WEFF, with your judging criteria, you have only, and hear this out, only 40% physique. For your physique to be less than half of your marks, you can't just say I looked better than her and say you won. Yeah. Okay, so there is other elements here. We've got posing and presence that take up the other 60%. The suit, the beauty, yep. the yes. marketability, your hair, your makeup, your tan. I mean, there's so much, guys. And this is where, you know, you really need to, like I said, come at this with the blueprint of every single time I get on stage, I'm going to be better than before. The only oh, way I'm going to know how I looked was getting my stage photos and analyzing them looking at the videos and assessing my performance, understanding my coach's feedback and taking it on board, looking objectively at when I'm looking at the comparison lineup in my static photo, what really are the things that show up that I could have done better? It might've been angles, might've been the tan under the lighting. It might've been my facial expressions. It might've been the suit choice, the cut, the right. color, whatever. So guys, you know, as Absolutely. you're starting to hear this, there are a lot of things you're about to be judged on. And when yes. it's not just your body, that can be confronting for people. So again, let's revisit the first thing we talked about, which is have an open mindset, have a mindset of your non-expectations, no right. expectations. It's just Everything is a learning opportunity. Everything is about growth. Everything is about being the best me, 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 me. It's not about her, her, her. It's about me. I don't give a shit what anyone else is doing. Exactly. As long as I'm better than I was before. It, 100 yeah and one thing i see happen way too much and and, and it happens with first-time competitors first time like pro debuts and it just blows oh. my mind i know i never thought this way and yeah. i never thought i'm like i'm gonna go win that first crown like i i, I never did so please listen to that people okay like say i i never declared in my first pro show i'm gonna go win a crown no, like has that happened yes it's happened to some people like they're from some fucking unicorns they really are like rachel dylan and like, <laughs> you know what i mean like they they are they're freaking amazing but you have to be realistic here and not saying you don't have what it takes to be the first champion, you know, in your first yeah, pro it's show. That's to be a competitor to go and win the first place and be a pro, you know, get a pro card. So don't put that pressure on yourself. Why do you do that? Like you cannot expect and have these high expectations and also put this pressure and have others put this pressure because sometimes it's not just yourself sometimes it's your spouse or other people that want this more than you sometimes it's the coach you know so and you, you know, can too, have pressure yeah the other thing that i get all the time which i'm like oh my god i can't even believe we're having this conversation like don't ask me these questions retardo um, am i gonna be ready am i gonna win do you think i can make top three 
Um, it's like the same thing as, am I going to win? Do you think I'm going to win? <laughs> I don't know who's showing up. I don't know who's going to be at the I show. I do not know who's going to be on the show. I do not, like, you look great. We've hit the criteria. Your posing is fresh as fuck. But guess what? I don't know who's coming. I yeah. don't know if all mates in. But if Rachel Dillon shows up, Mini Junior, I'm being serious. Like, what, what do you do? Like, <laughs> I don't know. But I know that as long as you are confident that you've ticked all the boxes, we've done everything right, that we've taken our feedback, we've developed in the zones we needed to, we've polished and finessed and polished some more, then you should be confident that you can rock it, hold your own. And whoever may be up there that is a potential contender to take it from us, you make them work hard for that. You Amen. make them work hard. For that. That's a different attitude. Uh-huh. So when you hear us talk and you hear the way I sell the podcast, cast and things are important. The things you're going to learn about Steph and I, if you ever see us backstage is we are friends with everyone. We crack jokes. We dance. We lay on the floor. We throw lollies into each other's mouths while we watch Netflix movies backstage. Like we have fun all the way through. And we are helping our friends. We are helping pros we don't even know. Man, I've been known to help pros that have been so fucking rude to me that all they really deserve is a kick up the ass. And here I am giving them body sheen or give a share in my lollies or giving them jewelry because I'm not an asshole, (laughs) right? But you know what? There are plenty that are, unfortunately. Just don't be one of them. Because when you're not, and when you are in this space of you just, a, like you're a puppy, just think of puppy playfulness. And it's this, it, this is what Afghan has too. It's that just, it's, you, so it's just that innocence of <laughs> just, uh, being joyful in the moment. You just want to run up and you're that excited. You just want to piss on everyone on stage day. That's what it's like, like that. She right? makes me young every time I talk. So like, funny. <laughs> I always feel like if you can be that, live that, sit in that, yeah. the energy translates. Yeah. But guess what? You are more inclined to take a loss with grace. You're more inclined to take a win with humility. And that is what makes a champion. And, oh God, yes, 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 yes. Okay, so what I was going to touch on that is the fact that we we show our true character no matter what placing you get, whether that's first, last, your true colors come out from your actual reaction, the emotion that yeah. happens to the show. We all are emotional. No, it doesn't matter. Again, if you won or you didn't, you got second or you got no placing, you know, you didn't get first call, whatever it was that made you feel lesser or made you feel angry, you know, or made you feel on top of the world, whatever it was, like a placing does not define your success. Right. It doesn't define where you are in life. A champion is not going to be, again, it's amazing to be a champion, but that's not what defines me you know it was what led me to be one honestly that defined me and again showing the character when you lost I didn't win every show I've talked about this we've talked about this a lot neither of us won after I'm like come on like you got to take those losses and learn from them there's no there's no losing here it's only living learning okay you got to live and learn take that loss and actually turn it into a win by learning from it how we became winners we're always fucking damn winners, girlfriend. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Oh, <laughs> of course. <laughs> how we turned our just our natural state of constant pursuit of excellence inside of ourselves into a crown, and not only a crown, but then repetitive crowns we've been very hard to beat since, right? Um, was done like this. We weren't assholes. We were friends with everyone. We continued to be the same people. We did not change in loss. We did not change in our wins. We were the same fiber 
We still are. This is why we're friends. So we carried that through. But along the way, what we did was we looked to every opportunity that was possible to us to access how can I be better next time? What can I do? There was not a single time, time where you or I walked away and like um, downgraded the winner. We did not time. defame anyone. We did not bitch, moan, complain, or say that it was political. Not once. It would never have come out of our mouths. It's not how we operate. It's not even how our brain connects to form the words, right? It's just not even a thought. We Very just really... Both you and I went, how can we go be better? Or like, I, I want to achieve that. And better yet, you know what? I always knew I would. I always knew I would be it. Yeah. a world champion. End of story. It was never even it not was, in my mind. And I it just was about the time, back. right? It was like the you just time. Yeah. It was not if, it was yeah. just when. Yeah. Yep. So what I did was I meticulously plotted Please take that home, people. It's not if, it's when, okay? Your time will come if you keep working for it. What I knew was this. I was small. I was small. I'm still small. I'm still like, you know, it's a battle for me to to put on and maintain size. You know, I'm like most women that come from a very petite frame. And I was very petite. You know, I was 42 and a half kilos when I started this sport. I weigh over 20 kilos more than that today. Like I was a big, I was a big, you were 42 kilos. Oh yeah, you were a ballerina. Yeah, you were a ballerina. I was fucking tiny. <laughs> so, all right. So I was small. So for me, the journey was all about, okay, all right, I need to put on size. But I, I was a small little natty athlete coming into the WBFF going, okay, but I don't want to become a big jack man. I don't want to be so big. How am I going to do this? And I literally just recruited every possible thing I could to improve my position. So every new, you know, opportunity I had to master a training protocol, every way that I could get schooling and mentoring around different approaches I did. I researched, I applied new, you know, structures and strategies. I, once I learned more and more and more and more and more about food and bringing myself down and back up and then working with different people in different spaces and different areas of expertise, I grew and I grew and I grew and I finessed every inch of myself from head to toe. This is exactly every single inch. What everybody needs to be listening to when they're going into getting some feedback and going into a growing phase because you've got to improve. What Ali just said, you know, the things that she took on, you know, to actually seek help, to get more knowledge, to get more information, to grow and to self-improve. Because otherwise you're not going to ever really get anywhere. Your stage, stage is going to be there always. I always say that like stage is always there. But if you don't change, if you don't change the way you did your prep, how do you expect to bring a better improvement or a better physique to that stage? You've got to be seeking change. And this is the time to do it. Post-show, you need to talk to your coaches you know if you don't have a coach then definitely making sure you have that stage photography stage video and being able to talk to somebody within that federation okay if you're you're listening from other federations like make sure you talk to a coach within your federation right you know like uh, make sure you're talking to an official wff coach somebody that's been you know in the trenches or has had big teams or has you know been at the shows you know it's very not just someone that just maybe feeds all federations because they have a lot of mixed you know, um, I just feel like they have a lot of mixed coaching styles for just like yeah, five different right. brands. Right. Uh, so if you just want to really have some good feedback, 
course, your coach, if you're within the brand, if they're not within the brand, find a coach that is within the brand. Uh, and they should be able to assess some good feedback from your stage photography, you know, just from being able to see your comparison lineup, as well as your stage photos from your routine, um, from the suit to your actual condition, uh, to your marketability, everything that kind of entails, because a coach in the WF is going to know that all those things matter exactly. and it's not going to just be like, oh, you need more glutes. Well, that, that, yeah, that may like, be one of the things. <laughs> like anyone here that's done any kind of tertiary level qualification knows about Rubik's and knows that, you know, when you get an assignment, you get given the, the scale of, well, these are the things you've got to meet inside of the, you know, the assignment to pass or fail or get high distinctions. Treat the category requirements like your rubrics and that you pull it apart and you're like yep okay yep okay yep okay where am I sitting on this and what scale am I sitting at different points on like because I might be junior in my muscular development so that was me at the beginning of my journey and then had to keep working on bringing that up at the same time I knew and I was really lucky you know I've stepped on stage as a first time pro and I got like a top 10 call out in my first pro show I got called down and I was in that that comparison alongside the top 10 with some very big names and I was the first and only Aussie that had that ever. So that was very cool for me. Pretty cool, yeah. But you know what? My posing was so shit. Hey, <laughs> as in like. Oh, I felt my first pro Yeah, as in like, <laughs> put it this way. It was probably still better than a lot of people going pro these days do. But, uh, but, but compared to, you know what it's like, our yeah. lineup at that level, it's intense. I literally had to, to touch on that to touch oh. on that everybody when you're on a pro stage understand the it's a hair difference okay yeah, and it's just such a fine line of differences between each high caliber physique there so for a pro show you've got that tier of the top then it does have a little bit of a drop off and unfortunately does some people that just need to continue working, working right? To, to break yeah. into the top, yeah. exactly. Yeah, to break exactly. to the top. So don't get discouraged. Exactly. Like no, if you are in a top lineup, yeah, it's a hair difference. So don't get mad at yourself. Like I, I love what Ali said. They're like, I, I was happy I made the top ten. Like that's well, the I didn't. Mentality. I didn't break that, but I was their comparison. I sat right outside of it. So yeah, they had the top amazing. ten. They pulled me down. I was standing next to fucking Susie Wolfenden and Morella Clark. So yeah, I'm like, on. wow. And I had this <laughs> surreal moment of. Like they called my name th my number three times and I've been gone because I'm so like, I'm on stage with Andrea and just everyone, right? So I'm like, wow. Yeah, and I know. That's that was my number. <laughs> like, what? Anyway, straight down. And then, and then I took this moment. It must have been so funny. I can now control myself with so much more grace, obviously. But I remember like looking at the side and being like, Staring, like, right? Yeah. You just stared. That's what I did. Like, in my lineup, like for fuck's yeah. sake. That's exactly. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, it was Andrea. It was Morella. I had like the biggest names yeah. in the industry yeah. all in this lineup. And I'm standing in between two of them. And like next to Morella was then Andrea. And I'm like, what the that was, that was my experience with my first results. I, I forgot what I was doing. You know, I forgot my posing because I was so nervous. So oh no, all I did was stare at Andrea's so legs. I swear. I, I like know, right? it up and down. So you know? funny. So oh my God, I'm standing next to her. <laughs> I know. It was so funny and so surreal. And I'm so glad I got to do that before she retired. But the mindset, again, you were happy. <gasps> to oh, I was so elated. And on the exactly. lineup with these exactly. top girls. Babe, 
it's I was, an important thing to take home. Like I was stoked. So uh, you can hear the energy even now, like, cause I'm talking about it in a memory, right? I'm still to this day so proud of that moment. And I think everyone that was in the audience that had like come from Oz was like, wow. Because I was, like I say, the first Australian to ever have been stood up there and called out like that at that level at that time. Right. So it was like, it was, it was, everyone was going nuts. And and I had two of my friends there and one of them didn't even turn up for that. It's like she worked in the photography section with Dallas and she missed it and came back and someone told her and she's like, oh my God, I missed it. So my point is this though, what it did for me was this, it gave me confirmation that I was in the right place and I was doing the right things, but I needed a whole lot more work. And it gave me a mad respect for how much more extra and polished and professional the pros were right so because you got to remember I'd, I'd won my show and then gone but it was only a few months in between so I still hadn't grown enough and I knew I had to grow that's fine but what it gave me confidence on was that I had something and they recognized that I had something and that was in the raw so I knew let you just wait people I'm coming back you know now you've seen me I know now you know who I am when I come back next I'm gonna take some names like that was my attitude right and that so, should be the mentality yeah. of these competitors right. like any new pro congratulations if any new pros are listening to this like really it's a very freaking high achievement of what you've achieved but now you have to have that same mentality show up don't just get intimidated because patty and myself or you know even ali are on stage that does not matter you need to show up and and show who you are okay and it's one of those things that that's the same mentality i had going into my first pro show going into my first world was like i just want to know where i stand what i have is it yeah. even competitive? And if you don't put yourself out there and actually yeah. test the water, you yeah. will never freaking yeah. know if you have what it takes yeah. because yeah. they believe deep down you have what it takes. But if yeah. you don't actually test the water and get yeah. the experience and put yourself out there, it's not going to happen. What, I'll say I'll never have, I would have never had a world title if I would have exactly. freaking. Exactly, babe. And then look, you know, like the other thing that I see then is setbacks where people will take a setback and let that, you know, stop them from doing anything. I took my setback as a momentary pause the universe was giving me to recruit everything I needed to win. And and that's actually what happened. Because in between that, and then going on to win my Atlantic City show, my first crown, which became my first of five, um, I actually broke my back, remember? So I had the break, I then had to rehab and I was the live ESPN pay-per-view co-host on yeah, the 10th anniversary because that was my world that I'm talking page. about that I couldn't and stop Terry and Andrea <laughs> yeah that was when Hattie then took the title yeah. off of Andrea so this was after I was the only American on the top five Allie I'm telling yeah. you I was in the same thing I'm like what the hell I'm up here with a Brazilian an Australian I'm here with uh, Sweden I, and I'm, like, uh, I'm the only American up here <laughs> I, I loved I loved watching it I loved being on the other side and I loved supporting our Aussies and just being everyone's cheerleader right it was awesome but it was really good because it was my first year in god eight years where I hadn't been on the stage but I was behind the scenes and it was really great so I took everything I learned in about me about the stage about the changing dynamic in fitness about my evolution editors the new the new look 
when right. you look. I yeah. took it all and then went away and I perfected the hell out of everything I did in my rehabilitation process back to a stage. And I've just not lost since then. So, mm. you know, what did I do? I didn't get down downtrodden. I didn't let it beat me. I looked and I analyzed objectively and I had self-criticism and I, I sorted off of every mentor and every coach I ever had. I was like, don't tell me what I'm doing great. Don't tell me what I'm doing good at. Don't tell me what my strengths are. Pull apart and tell me everything I need to still get better at. And so I kept asking for that. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with being told I'm shit at things because then that's how I get better at them, right? Okay. Highlight your strengths, bring your weaknesses up until they're no longer a weakness. That's yes, what you your weaknesses are new strengths. Always. So you need to have very open conversations with coaches. You need to be with someone or around someone or at least consulting to someone. I've got some, I've got a fair few people I work with that are actually with IFBB coaches that are fine because I manage their stage coaching and presentation and bring them through to WBFF flavor. So I've got a lot that I it's do. It's awesome that. to see the it transition. Really I love, I love the transition. Yeah, I've, we've yeah. had like the same thing, like some, you know, here's some IFBB um, retired. I say because they give up their IFBB Pro card to be able to come compete in the WBFF and others, which NPC here is obviously the the feeder uh, into IFBB. So a lot of NPC qualifiers or NPC just yeah. competitors in general, in general yeah. are like, you know what? I think I'm going to try, you know, WBFF. And yeah. in such a, the first first comment we always get is so different. You guys are yes, very different at everything very different. you do. It's no disrespect by no means to any other federation. No, it's just recognizing that the differences different. are the differences. That's right. There's not there's no right or wrong. It's just different. Maybe the glam. I think the glam yeah. is what throws everyone like, whoa, you very guys are extra. Like this very is different. like red carpet. You guys are in gangs. You guys are in tux. Like, yeah, that's the jam. That's the WBFF's jam. So dress to impress at all times. Like that's one thing too that some some actually neglect, and it's the most fun aspect in my opinion down to the federation. A hundred percent, I agree with that. And I think my next point that I really want to make because this is something I'm seeing roll out a lot in Australia at the moment, and I'm not negating someone's opportunity to create a business at all but we see a lot of baby pros that just go pro and then they become a posing coach which is fine but there are some downsides to it because unless they have been in the you know federation and getting coached by a technical coach first and then finding their own flavor and then imparting it on people they're teaching yeah. people the wrong shit so on the weekend on the gold coast we saw a lot of really big arms and all this crazy crap I know for a fact Paul and Allison hate it, right? And they'll openly talk about the fact that they dislike the, you've heard them, Steph, the flowery arms, the, te the teapot shit. They don't like the teapot. They really, like, they don't really like big, that, you know. You know? <laughs> what do you mean that? So I would, I would I'd label this as like a sunflower opening. <laughs> it's like horrendous. Don't do it. It's so bad. But there's some, and I will say, some people are super authentic and they like pull it off, but there's oh, some people that are just trying to copy and like most, most people are not yeah, doing it right and, at all. And I, I sit there sometimes and I'm like, oh, yeah, geez, you look beautiful. You really shouldn't be doing that. You've just literally cost yourself some points. Yeah. So did everyone just hear what I just said? You literally just yeah. cost yeah. yourself points. You're so can posing. you please do me a favor? Don't automatically think just because someone's a pro that they're actually any good. Don't automatically think just because someone's a pro and they say that they're a posing coach that they're actually a great posing coach. Um, there are a lot that are still finding their feet. 
So just make sure you really research well if you're going to go down that route. Um, and if in doubt, review what you're working on and then look at our top 10 and what we do and go, does it look anything like that? If not, maybe I shouldn't do it. <laughs> like, right. And then it's very right? true to be able to compare to the top lineups yeah, as to what they do and kind of what they emulate on stage because that's exactly what they like, you know? And so if, if you need a posing coach, as you guys all know, for the WBFF, the official posing coach is Toby Harrison. Toby Harrison. He Hands is down, he's the best. Both of our coaches. So you guys are obviously but, firsthand with the best in the world when it comes down to it. And he's there, are also, though, there are also, though, a couple of really quality pros that do some yeah. great work that I actually really do rate. And I will, like, it's always really hard for me when people ask, like, if they, because I like to geographically have an option for everyone on the ground should they need a face-to-face, -face, right? Mm -hmm. And there are, I have increasing. Some people don't like doing virtual. Right, right. certain countries where I'm like, oh, fuck, I don't even, out of these, I don't even know who, who out of these. Right, right. right. It's so it's hard. It's really hard. It's really so, hard. I'm getting better and better at, at really narrowing down my very small selection of whom I feel comfortable with. But then when they do do it, I say to them, you need to send me a video. I need to see everything you're going through. The minute I don't like something, you're changing it and you're feeding back to them why you cannot do a big flowery freaking arm. And there's because <laughs> if you stand in front of Allison and Paul, the sunflower. <laughs> sunflower. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> sunflowers, people. But okay, so again, rubrics cube, look at what am I doing? Is my category, you know, am I checking my boxes? That comes from posing, poise, presentation, physique criteria. That is looking at your posing and assessing it with your coach or, or your posing coach or your stage coach. That is looking at past wins and you know look i would be looking at the world wins not yes. the local countries correct because well, that's just changed don't yeah. look at any i would do world yeah world, world champions world, world yeah world for closing sure. if you are looking at anything else i think you're possibly doing I agree. no i agree i think the top in any in mm -hmm. any of the classes yep. is and be years. looking at the pro level, not amateur level. Yeah, yeah for okay, sure. So that's where you want to go. The other thing is to take some, take some, um, you know, blueprint inspiration through too. When you're looking at presentation, poise, when you're looking at suits and fits and levels of detail that we go to at that level, have a look at that as a benchmark, right? Because I think that's a very important thing too. Um, what else would you say when it comes to stage feedback, Steph, that you think is really important for someone to take on board? And let's also think about, again, if you've walked in with a really delusional grand gesture of a win and you've walked out and you've got, I don't even know, something you shouldn't be nasty about, which is maybe a top five, which is actually quite a good outcome. Pretty good outcome. If you're feeling a bit sour, I'd probably right. recommend don't voice it, don't post on social media, go have a long, hot bath, we had to have this combo with the team because like it's so important to not just bite your tongue we all have exactly. emotions like even my own self I was like you know what I'm going off the gram and it's just because we all get emotional okay like it's natural even as a coach as a competitor to get emotional from a show you invest so much and if you don't like the way things turn out it's natural for you to get upset so let yourself cool off go like she said get yourself a chocolate or like me get a glass of wine okay get yourself a glass of 
wine or a little, whatever you need as your refeed. And then really think it over and reassess your emotions well, a week some later. Need, you know some, people need? some people need a Hannibal Lecter mask. <laughs> Put it on immediately off the show, go home, sit in a little cage, don't talk to anyone. Don't talk, <laughs> and don't talk to people because the thing is that your negativity yeah, is going to come yeah, out and then that is yeah, going to go into a yeah. she said, he said, a whole spiral yeah. of a bad conversation. And then you just have a bad reputation. You do. Bad reputation because you're bad sportsmanship. So trying to make sure you reassess your emotions, talk to your coach, look at your, wait to your stage photography. It usually takes a week or two to get back anyway. Let yourself cool off. Relook at these stage images, look at the stage footage, and then really see, was I looking at myself that way? Not from how I felt. Not not how I think I look. Yes, correct. And so going into stage feedback, like I think too many people in the WBFF go into thinking it's just physique. So trying to bring in the element of reassessing, maybe it's not so much your physique that was off. Uh, Maybe it was your prep itself, you know? Presentation. Yeah, the presentation, but I'm saying like the the prep meaning you didn't freaking practice your 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 posing. That's what I mean. Like the prep itself was shit. You only focus on oh yeah that too right like but if you only focus on your nutrition and your training and you leave it to the back end to just do your posing your presentation is gonna suck so and you may be that one unicorn that is just super graceful on stage but let me tell you i still haven't run into her yet that i've coached or anything like that like honestly like there everyone still needs a little help and needs some direction and needs to know what to do and if you don't practice in your prep the same way you train and eat you are not going to be able to bring your absolute best to stage so just the same way that you treat everything else in prep treat your posing so that would be number one for presentation make sure you match your you know your prep effort with the posing and with the makeup and your marketability make sure you choose the right colors for yourself yeah exactly right exactly right so having that attention and detail at every level is important i think looking at the design that are trending i think trying to be unique i think trying to always do something different from the year before don't get caught in the trap of going well i really like that that looked good on me last year so let me do it again again. right you do that again you don't stand out sister so get boring don't be boring (laughs) yeah Yeah. no one likes vanilla okay (laughs) (laughs) but i can tell you now i've actually heard that on a judging panel being like pretty little vanilla don't be vanilla. Yeah. Don't right. Be don't vanilla. be vanilla. Don't be boring. Don't, don't yeah. be boring. Yeah. So, so with the, also the feedback, I think the other important thing is, okay, so grace and class when it comes to losses, humility when it comes to wins, you are not better than anyone. Don't become a narcissistic asshole. Just you have a crown on your head. It happens. Don't be one of them. Um, I would also strongly suggest then that even if you get the crown or the pro status, doesn't mean you don't have shit to improve upon Always. at all. You better get off the stage at whatever your lineup ranking is and go away with the pursuit of how do I perfect this further? Not perfection in total, but just progress towards, you know, finessing and perfecting a particular area. Exactly right. So you you never stop doing that. It doesn't matter. Not even at our level. Steph and I are always being fussy. How do we get better? Exactly. It's not a case of you just, you get somewhere and then you can sit on your laurels. You've got to literally keep chasing yourself to stop anyone else from sitting where you sit, literally. Yep. 
if you lose your humbleness in this sport, you're honestly, you're, you're, down. you're, in, going down you're down, you're, you're, you're in for yeah. it. So you've got to stay humble, stay humble by working hard. No, there is always someone trying to work harder than you. Cause there is, okay? there's always yeah. someone that you don't know who they are. You better be freaking working your hardest because yeah. there's someone coming after you. So if you are at the top, you better not fucking rest because you better be fucking trying to get better. Okay. If you are not at the top yet, you be the that person that's outworking the person at the top. You can be that person. So keep them hungry and keep staying hungry. That is how I'll leave that. <laughs> at some point, people at the top have got to retire. So whether you keep chasing it long enough to even just step into it from that point, even it's worth it. So don't give up is the point. I'm Never. um okay and the final thing is there is no such thing as bad feedback like none ever not a single word every single word you get that is a gap on where you want to be that's your opportunity to go away and create an action plan to fill the gap it is not something you should hate on it is not something you should turn around and point politics or shout abuse at people for it is something where you got to own it turn up the next day with the game plan to be better the day after and keep chasing that relentless pursuit of excellence in your own right, because that is how you build a winning anything. Anything. Exactly. No matter, no matter if it's stage, it can be your business. It doesn't matter what, yes, you're focusing on there. Don't go in with high expectations. Don't go in by pressuring yourself. Don't be entitled for a goddamn win. Cause I can't stand that. I see that attitude. I'm like, well, I've got this and I've got that. And you know, I've come back or I've had a profile. I've got a social following. I'm, I don't fucking care. Get on that stage, be a good human and show us that you've got everything it takes to hit the criteria. And for those that are so obsessed of thinking, oh, I'm never going to beat that person because they have a social media profile of this. Like, go of that immediately. They're so, like, get out of the mentality of thinking that you're not going to beat someone because they're at the top. You can dethrone someone by fucking outworking them, okay? Outwork them every fucking day and you will get there. It may take you a long time, but who cares? If you honestly believe in yourself and this comes down to self-improvement, going into an actual building phase and really applying yourself, not taking the loss, if it was a loss, as a loss, take it as a learning experience and actually apply yourself to get better. That's the whole process of the journey of honestly competing. But if you are not competing and this is just something that, you know, you want to do just to get on stage, like, don't think that this is political just because you didn't win either. Like it was you making, getting on stage again, it's a win. You, you're a winner by just finishing prep. My final point that I would definitely end on is this, you know, everything that you present to the world, you know, in person or in digital is a direct extension of you, right? Whether you like it or not. So really check yourself on what you say, do post, how you interact on social media. Don't be an asshat. Don't defame people. Don't be a shamer. Don't do all of the bad behavior that we expect from Neanderthals. Because that's just not going to serve you. And it's definitely not going to get, make anyone want to give you the time of day. I would also strongly suggest you pull up your coach. If they're a little emotionally unintelligent and doing dumb shit, they are a reflection of you too. So pull up anyone in your family. Don't post that mum, dad. Like, I love that you love me and you think I'm fantastic. And you know what? One day I will be the winner, but it's yeah. not their fault that I didn't win this time either, right? right. So, right. so just please know 
that that sort of response and attitude, it will get you nowhere. And instead having a, you know, really quite humble approach to going, hey, I can see defeat on this occasion, but you watch me come back bigger and better and stronger. That's a totally different attitude. That's a winning attitude. Take that attitude every day of the week. So the attitude I talked about at the start of the podcast and the attitude I talk about at the end of the podcast, bookmark that on either side of all of the processes where you are pursuing your daily needs to progress you and you've got everything you need to know about how to make feedback and criticism work for you. Absolutely. Hit it a hundred percent. I couldn't be honestly even more excited about this episode because it talks about every single thing that I've gone through, you know, honestly, post-show from emotions, honestly, like self-reflection, having to self-improve and just know this is the journey. This is the process that it takes to become and better take that loss if it was a loss and make sure you turn it into a win. Okay. You can turn it into a win by learning from it. If you won, amazing. Congrats to you, but you can still get better. Okay. There's always room for improvement. So continue chasing to get better no matter what a placing, don't let placings define you. They don't define you. Shows don't define you. They are a stepping stone to improve, to show progress but that's it. They do not define you. Okay. So trying to make sure you go into a building phase with a good, clear approach, a good mindset and um, don't give yourself self-pity. This is, this isn't a self-pity party. You know, when you come off stage, you know, you could have done this more or someone else did this and no, you, you just self-reflect and see what you could have done better all around, whether that would have been from the nutritional side, you know, training side, uh, posing side, uh, heck it might've been even just trying to uh, get a coach. Maybe you had no coach. Maybe the coach was a bad coach. I mean, whatever it was like, no, you make sure you reflect and reassess what can you improve on from show to show. Each show is there to just help you level up. So exactly right. Exactly right. I really like that analogy. I think it is like a computer game and you're literally just winning each level one level at a time. Right. So yes, absolutely. Well, I hope everyone had a great time tuning in today. I hope that you took a lot out of it. I hope for some of you it was a kick up the ass you needed to be better. And for others that are on the right journey in the right way, I hope that it's just more confirmation thumbs up that you're doing the right things. Continue to progress doing the right things. And for everyone else that, you know, maybe questioning posing, remember worlds only top lineups and just check what you've been taught against that. No sunflowers. Yeah. If <laughs> ever, honestly, Ali and I are obviously both exactly. champions in the Federation of WBFF. So if you guys ever have questions, never, ever, ever, you know, uh, doubt or fear reaching out to either one of us when it comes down to questions or anything we are more than welcome to even do another topic about wbff if you guys let us know what you're interested of knowing within wbff whether if that is the shows itself um or even like you know maybe officials or like actual calls and things like you know entail with the prep um yeah i think we will uh probably get the bosses themselves onto the oh i think so too i think it'd be great We will coordinate. Yeah, having Paul and Allison. Paul and Allison themselves grace the podcast. And we will probably touch on a few of the things I know they would love to probably um, educate the masses on when it comes to suit selection, suit size, suit fitting, suit design, and also more importantly, posing. Because they're the two parts that I know they are adamant about the world getting the right message as to what the expectation levels from them are and i think it could probably couldn't have come at a better timing than if we start educating (laughs) 
<laughs> Make sure you, yeah, when you share this, you know, you tag actually WVSF so you can actually uh, start getting uh, them to let them know that we're going to have them on uh, to this podcast. Yes, it would be really it. good. Yeah. So All keep right, sharing, everyone. tagging. Please. Yeah. Please do comment, tag, post, share everything that we're doing with everyone you know in your life needs us. And um, also, more importantly, please, you know, rate us and give us a bit of a ranking on all of our social sites. Um, until next week, which hopefully we'll have an exciting guest that we will announce. We hope you're all smashing your reverse dieting, getting all your posing in for stage and just day to day, making sure you're being the best version of you. Amen, sis. I'll talk to you guys next week. See you next next week. week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Queen Divas, Queens of Fitness podcast. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Queen Divas Pod, on Twitter at Queen Divas 4, and follow our hosts on Instagram, Alicia at Alicia Gowans underscore WBFF Pro, and Steph at Stephanie Ayala 7. See you all next week.